Welcome everybody to the HTML Devs Podcast. My name is Robinson. I'm a full-stack developer and a designer, and I'm a founder and a CEO of a small design studio called Oxeni. Joining me today is Becca. Hello, Becca. So, I think everybody knows my name. I'm the best HTML developer in the world, so I'm top <laughs> H, HTML developer. <laughs> Next. Uh, yes, and... Uh, also joining us is Maurice. Hello, Maurice. Hi. What's up? <laughs> Such a grandiose opening, and after that, you just give us what's up. <laughs> yeah, it's um, kind of cringe well, to talk so much. Yes, uh, agreed. So today's discussion will be um, an interesting one, especially for everybody who is not familiar with the Linux operating system. Um, so in today's podcast, like uh, how how will we will approach this discussion is um, me, uh, me and Maurice has have uh, prior prior previously used uh, Linux and Unix based systems, and uh, we have some experience and we have some good things to say about uh, Linux. And Becca is an avid Windows user, so our today's task is to discuss some of proud, the proud. Yes, proud. <laughs> today is uh, today we're going to like um, discuss some of the benefits, uh, some of the big pluses that Linux has over Windows, and some of the uh, major and minor downfalls of Linux and Windows as well. Uh, so uh, today's discussion it, it's it's not about like what is the best approach. Will me and Maurice will just share our experience and our knowledge. And we'll, from that, uh, you, you can like decide whatever OS you, you prefer at the end. So um, first of all, let's describe our backgrounding like using a Linux operating system. Uh, Maurice, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, I have zero experience. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? Yeah, what, is, what do you mean? What is Linux? Is that a food? <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, it started out mostly when on servers. I had to use Linux on servers at first. So I was already familiar with basic command line stuff when I decided to switch at least to half-time to Linux. I tried using it on and off as a dual boot, but it didn't really work out. I was either neglecting Windows or Linux, and if I had work to do in either one of them, it was hard to move around. Yeah, jumping back and forth here yeah. and there. Lately, I've switched to it, and uh, I don't have any issues. That's mainly because of the applications I use. I'm not bound hmm. to using Windows-only applications anymore, so that's why I was able to properly switch to it. Mm. So, uh, generally speaking, uh, your first experience is like many others uh, from uh, configuring servers and like working with servers, right? Yeah, basically just server stuff. Yeah. Well, um, to also like describe my experience, uh, I was using Linux right after when I first f- uh, fell in love with uh, Mac OS. Don't judge me, okay? <laughs> but you're uh, a weird person. Uh, I, you love macOS, but you don't have it. Yes, <laughs> you I don't know. own be, any be, Macs. Despite 
because because of the fact I just like 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 the design and the developer experience because um it, whatever we say today one fact is will all, always stay as fact developer experience on Unix based systems are much better than Windows or like Windows systems. Would Depends you agree? what you're working on. Yeah, but like like generally speaking, installation, working with binary files, uh, having like, um, uh, what should I say? Uh, the ability to install a lot of uh, packages with a single command and such and such. If Windows, for example, didn't have Scoop and or Winget, uh, it would fall fall really fall back like <laughs> 10, 10 steps behind, let's say. Um, but yeah, so this is our general experience. We're uh, right now. Morris is even using Linux um, in this in his current job position and and for personal use as well. And uh, yeah, but me and me and uh, Becca are still uh, Windows users. I'm not a proud one, but uh, still a user. Um, so to also, um, so tell us uh, why are you using windows if you love Linux so much? Uh, well, because of the design stuff, mostly like if you want to be a designer that uses a lot of, uh, like professional software, we, you cannot go far without windows, even if, even if, because of the fact, even if, um, I use like open source software, like uh, blender, for example, uh, there's a time. There's times where I need to use Cinema 4D, for example, and or different applications that I need to use. And uh, like, yeah, like design, design. When when you're a designer, designer, you cannot like limit yourself on like um, OS per se. Like OS shouldn't limit what can you install and experiment with. That's the general uh, reason why. Um, yeah, so design stuff. <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, so the second subject is to like discuss why, what, like, uh, what are we using Linux uh, now, like extensively? Well, why are we using it? Uh, personally, uh, despite the fact that I'm on Windows, I uh, I develop everything on WSL. Without that, oh, my developer experience would be horrible. But um, yeah, Maurice, uh, like describe your use, like your personal use, and what do you use right now currently on your setup, Linux? That's really, that's a really broad question because I, I just use my computer. That, that's about it. Uh, for my mm, job, I have specific applications that I use, sure, but those exist on Windows as well. I could probably replace them if I was on Windows, but the biggest reason for me is just I can customize how it feels and operates, right? I have control over my desktop environment or window manager, basically the graphical user interface of my operating system, right? And I can customize whatever I want to do. If I don't like a workflow, I can change it. I tried doing this on Windows and it didn't really work out. I had to make live with some weird workarounds and... Um, or something some, broke at the end. Yes. Yeah, a lot of app, third-party applications that I was using, 
didn't work all the time or an update broke them or some other thing happened that broke them or they didn't work for certain applications and it was pain. I understand <laughs> my use case isn't the common one, but for me, being able to just use my own operating system the way I see fit is really important because if I don't do it that way, then I'm going to be really slow and uncomfortable. And I, yeah, I really want to drive this point to the ground, right? It's not about speed. Like a lot of people when discussing things are talking about, oh, my workflow is faster. No, 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 it's not about that. It's just mental overhead. You get tired if you're uncomfortable and you work less. So I don't want to feel uncomfortable when using my operating system. That's about it. Yeah, that, that's a good point. So Bic, um, generally speaking, the biggest benefit of Linux, especially like um, me and you both like are using a lot of like GUI applications. So uh, the biggest benefit of using Linux is you can make your desktop the way you want it to look like. If you want, for example, um, a window that doesn't have any title bars and just floats around, you can do that. You can have, for example, um, different kind of applications working in the background as much as you see fit. So like as a Windows proud Windows user, can you see like the benefits of uh, the ability of fully customizing your experience on your OS? Um, yes, why not? Because right now I just uh, uh, downloaded the WSL. So and then I installed uh, one of the one of the Naomi distro. So it was really easy to install. First of all, it was really installed to like to install and then to customize. I really like to customize because if I start customize, I, I can't stop. I want to do more, more, and more. <laughs> yeah, that that's a disease that every Linux user yes, has. Yes. That if you start, you know, if you <laughs> start <Unicorn>. customizing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, you kind of summed up the, the some of the things you like from uh, from Linux or Windows. I think uh, people uh, the question people really want to uh, hear is uh, how it how easy uh, it is to, for example, uh, install, or for example, uh, uh, Linux. Or what's the more benefits? Can you can you tell me what is the more benefits to, for example, install a Linux Mint or uh, other distros, for example, Fedora or something okay. like that? Are there any uh, differences between them? And what is the most, for example, what is the most uh, friendly uh, distro to start with your development or just to install? That's that's my question. Is that's my question? I'll, I'll try to answer it. I'll try to answer it. Yeah. Um, to answer your question of beginner friendly, what's good distro? That's, I'd say, really tough question to answer because it will be very biased, right? Uh, I generally think if you go with well, popular not, not distros, quite. no, no, no uh, listen, listen, it's up to personal preference, right? Um, if you're if you like how Mint looks, how what kind of application it comes with, sure you can install Mint and use it. But what if you like looking for Sorin OS? Then yeah, Sorin OS is a better fit for you. 
uh, what if you sorry which don't which, mind? which your OS? What did you say? Sorry, uh, it has it kind of looks like more Windowsy feel to it. So ah, oh, I never heard. There's of... also elementary OS that kind of looks like Mac OS, and again, if you like that, you might use it. And mm-hmm. I do say look and feel matters. You can customize and install anything you want after the fact, but yeah, yeah. but it I, I, matters mm-hmm. because you you initially start with it, right? So you want to have as less friction as possible because that's generally what distros are. They're pre-packaged, pre-configured um, distributions of Linux. They will contain specific applications with specific uh, desktop environment or window manager and so on and so forth and if you're choosing a distribution you should look at how it looks and feels and then decide oh wait this uses DNS package manager oh I don't like that or something okay to to kind of be more concrete on the subject so Becca mm-hmm. so uh, many different distros are specialized in like many different fields so as Maurice mentioned some of them are like are they have pre-installed stuff some of them are like bleeding edge some of them are stable but to like give a general overview to like be more concrete uh the most approachable distro is famously ubuntu and also zorin os because of the fact that uh you don't need to know uh, a lot of stuff uh, or how how it works basically basically any gnome desktop here and there again yeah, i wouldn't depend. agree with that uh, gnome is really weird for windows users right yeah because but uh, be, because of the right. fa- yeah but because of the fact that gnome has a like unlike kde desktop and um, Zorin doesn't use gnome to begin with uh, no no it doesn't use gnome but zoring is also very approachable um, but yeah, so the most approachable ones are like some of the GNOME distros. When I say GNOME, by the way, uh, Becca, so the, basically there are several desktop, um, what is it called, Maurice? Desktop? Desktop environment? Yes, des- desktop environments. And a lot of them are like heavily customizable and some of them are very opinionated. For example, you cannot customize a lot of stuff in gnome you can but it's 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 a hassle but for example kde you can like straight up uh make your um like the bottom bar on your windows like imagine that being half the size of your screen like you can make crazy stuff um with ease um but yeah it's mostly comes down to like uh approachability and how far you want to customize some customize something uh, but if you're, for example, if you really enjoy gaming uh, and you still want to have like the Linux environment and also the ability to like game easily, uh, there's uh, Manjaro, which is a, a bleeding, bleeding edge. I would never recommend that. Well, no, I, I would actually discourage people from using it. Well, the, it's a horrible it, it, de- it depends on uh, like... I would never, never recommend Manjaro to anyone. They do weird um, kernel patches, which on a number of occasions has messed up my system. And by messed up, I mean it caused random glitches that weren't on mainline. Yeah, it's, it's very and bleeding edge. They 
don't like they sometimes push weird updates that break things right uh, that's similar to how Arch does this but Manjaro also changes this Manjaro is by the way Arch based uh, distribution uh, the best Arch based distribution I would recommend actually is Endeavor OS that's what I'm using right now but I wouldn't recommend any Arch-based distributions to beginners. Uh, first of all, the number of options you gain doesn't really matter since you have no idea what to change. Second of all, frequent updates might not be a good thing because your system might break and you are not knowledgeable enough to fix it in any way. Uh, for me, if for 20th time my grub breaks, that's a 10-minute fix, for someone just starting off with Linux, that could take a full day to even figure out what's wrong. So, again, that's not really distribution you should be tipping your toes in. I I would recommend to choose one of these distributions, like Ubuntu, Kubuntu, that's KDE, Ubuntu, Mint. Uh, with I would strongly disagree on that point. I've I've used Kubuntu. I'm listing distributions. You can refute them later on. Well, you didn't. You straight up jumped into my point, yeah, so I'm doing the same right Man now. Manjaro, especially for beginners, is whole. Okay, Kubuntu is also, to be honest, it's Why? very unstable. K, it's it does two things horribly. It's a bad Ubuntu distro, and the KD environment is horribly glitchy because it uh, uh, it's like it, it's not up to date first of no 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 not not kd uh, in particular kubuntu because uh it's not like updated it has a lot had had enormous amounts of bugs and when i switched to plasma afterwards after kubuntu i felt that the plasma version was much more stable kubuntu is like a hodgepodge of two different ideas that didn't merge well. Sure, as you say. Now, shall I continue listing them? Uh, Ubuntu, Mint, PapaOS, Zorin, Elementary. P pick one of them. You probably won't go wrong with it. Yes, a lot of people like to hate on Ubuntu lately because of the way Canonical is. The company that's working on Ubuntu is taking this distribution, but as an end user, you might not even notice it. There's issue with snap packages, but again, that's something you won't notice if you're not familiar enough with alternatives. And from what I've seen, it doesn't cause that many issues. I've had issues with flatback versions of applications, but not as much with Snap. They, the only discernible problem I can notice is they have slower loading time and they're just larger for some reason. Oh, they're containerized, that's why they're larger. But to answer your second question, because is how easy is it to install or just to go on this and answer how easy Linux is in general. 
Uh, Linux, in my opinion, is much, much easier to install than Windows is. Of course, this depends on distribution. You have distributions like Arch or Gentoo or Slackware that are quite hard to install. Arch, not so much, but you need to have some base knowledge to even know what to do or uh, be patient enough to follow the manual. So those distributions are kind of on the harder level to install it, expert level, let's say. But the distributions that have a graphical installer are really easy to install. You just put them up, press next, fill in what you need to fill in, like your username or password. And that's it. It's done like 10, 15 minutes. I like with Windows where you have to uncheck everything and choose specific. Do you want us to track you? Do you want us to track your location and favorite items? Would you like to turn what? off tracking service? Would you like to turn off camera tracking service? Would you Do you like want to, to know off... how much your liver costs? <laughs> Do you want to see your family again? By the way, uh, I got one question. Uh, so uh, after the installation, what you've just said, uh, what is the, for example, for developers or beginner developers who just put it up and started uh, Linux, um, what kind of experience is, for example, um, like, what can, how can I say, is it, is it uh, easy to install different programs? For example, how do you install programs, for example, in uh, on, on Linux? Can you explain program, that? Program installation on Linux is much, much easier than it is on Windows. Windows tried to do it with Windows Store and Winget. Uh, I, genuinely, I genuinely hope they succeed with what they wanted and develop it properly. But as it is currently, well, well I checked eight months ago. Um, it wasn't nearly as good as distributions have it on Linux. Why why is it so hard for Windows to do something like that as the, as the Linux distros to, to like to for example to download easily different packages? Uh, what what is the reason? Do you have any opinions on that? On on that? Uh, I'm actually not knowledgeable enough on that subject to answer it properly, but my guess would be uh, it's just how it's applications were made. No, no, not develop, but like how installation process and uh, library linking works on different operating systems. Windows could easily switch to having some kind of package manager, but how will you convince everyone to use that, right? Like, how will you manage uh, all the applications that haven't been installed via package manager on Linux? Uh, you don't really see anyone manually installing any applications because that's not the workflow they're used to. You can, you can definitely uh, write some script that would manually put it inside your bin folder and put it inside your path or something. And yeah, it's installed. It will launch. Um, you'll be able to run it as a command or so on. But 
that would be static. That would be manually added application that your package manager has no idea about. And that's the problem that happens on Windows, right? Most applications you install are not done via package manager. They're done manually. You're using some kind of installer there. Uh, the, the only other way to track it is either their destinations, which could be program files, could be anywhere else. So most installers allow you to overwrite that and registry entries. Because of the fact that Windows generally from the start was more user oriented, it was a lot easier to uh, like build tools and like GUI applications that like instruct what to do. Like you just next, 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 browse where you want to install and done. But like uh, in that simplicity, Windows uh, in its first like uh, development years lost a lot of uh, functionality with those simplicity uh, simplicity decisions. And uh, I don't think that's. that's the, I have to disagree on the fact that. What, not, what I don't the GUI think application installation process will be always simpler than it's installing not, via it's terminal. How, how is it? No. No, no, How for, is it for simpler generic, than going to a store? No, no, no. Right? For, for a generic user, a person who hasn't touched a terminal in their life... I'm not, I'm not even using... suggesting usage of terminal here. A lot of distributions come with their graphical user, graphical front for whatever package manager they're using. Yet. Installation there is just finding what application you want and pressing install. That's it. You do not. You do nothing else. You don't even press next or anything. You just press install and it installs and it's done. How is that easier? How is that harder or more complicated than having for a, a person graphic? who has never used a graph? Have never used a terminal for from the beginning when. Linux didn't have a lot of marketplaces and like easier ways to install their applications. It was also well, everybody everything was done via the terminal. That's why Windows focused more on creating uh, like user elements and like user experiences around like GUI applications. Again, just because it's in graphical uh, application doesn't mean that and the workflow is simple. Yes, right? but for commercial use, I'm just saying I'm just spewing theories, Maurice. I'm not saying that one or the other is objectively no, easier. You and said harder. it's simple, and I don't see how is it simple uh, because I've had to I've had to install a lot of applications to less tech savvy relatives right and they have no idea how that works L listen when when the first revolution of os started i don't believe that a grandma could figure out how to install something via terminal it was done I'm not via simple to use a terminal i'm just saying no, the I'm, workflow that no, no, windows no, I'm not has is more complicated it's not a simple one the entire well, at, the be at the beginning it was simple click and install and like for a general user, it's simple to understand, but like tech savvy people could create something like a GUI application that installs something automatically. But I'm saying why Windows did what they did. 
it for it was for like more consumer market and I'm not tech savvy you, people who I don't think that was their uh, end goal I don't even think that was their consideration because the entire workflow of the entire workflow of finding an application uh, downloading it and launching some kind of installer that seems way more complicated than whatever alternative you might offer, right? Even like macOS doesn't do it like that. Yeah, they macOS does does do it like that. You it might offer some installation steps, but it doesn't do anything other than that, right? No, it's uh instead of like clicking the installation, you drag it. In your uh, there's a simple prompt came comes up and you drag your installation inside a, like a application folder or something something like that. It still has a graphical user interface that you have to interact with. Again, you're misunderstanding what I'm saying, right? I'm not arguing against simplicity or uh, usability of graphical user interfaces. I'm saying the workflow that Windows offers is not simple at all. And the only reason people find it simple is because they've been indoctrinated for, into using it for decades now. And everybody's used to this, right? If you're using Windows and you're used to everything being this way, yeah, of course you're going to think, yeah, this is easy because you've been doing this. Your, no your one no one starts with, with Linux. That's, that's correct. You're correct, Maurice. No, no one starts with Linux distros. I think. Maybe I, I haven't mm. heard of anyone that's younger than forty starting with Linux. Yes. So yeah. yeah. True. True. Okay. But my entire point is the complexity that seems and um, the hardness of Linux that seems at first glance comes from the fact that everybody is used to Windows, right? If you're if you try to switch to Mac OS from Windows, it'll be just as hard. Right? You are not used to that. True, true. Uh, well so generally we kind of listed some of the benefits of uh, using Linux. Uh, but we can also touch upon the subject of knowledge gain. So uh, in a lot of cases when um, you're a developer, especially when you're doing a lot of stuff uh, by yourself uh, and you have to customize your servers and like uh, think outside the box and not use like third party services, um, oftentimes like the Linux knowledge that you gain by using just using Linux is uh, very valuable in the fields of programming, especially. So uh, that's also a big uh, plus that we can like emphasize that if you, you learn how to use Linux, that knowledge of using Linux will help you throughout your development career. And uh, yeah, especially when it comes to like uh, server management and maybe in the future you can even become a DevOps engineer or something like that. Um, but uh, let's also discuss some of the downsides of Linux some of the pain points that we can uh, also warn other users to be, be careful of be, before they switch. So, Maurice? Make sure applications you're using 
are on Linux. If you if application your livelihood depends on isn't on Linux, don't switch. That's simple. You don't want to switch to an operating system where you can't use the application you're used to. That application could be games, right? You might be a a gamer and yeah, you might gamer. not want to switch because your games aren't on Linux. Gaming on Linux has improved significantly because of what Valve is doing with their Steam Deck and Proton and all of those advancements, but still not at They've the They've created point. their own uh, Steam OS, right? For that yeah, Steam OS, which is Gen 2 based. Oh. And yeah, it's the development of OS is fine, but uh, the actual work they're putting into Proton, uh, Proton uses Wine. Wine is what's used for uh, running Windows programs on Linux. And Wait, uh, so, sorry for cutting you off. So uh, the Steam OS will not play games that aren't Unix supported? Steam OS runs Linux and it will only run games that run on Linux or via Proton. Oh, so the Steam Deck only plays like those kind of supported games. Yeah. Steam Deck is, is on huh. Linux, as I know, right? Yeah, which is surprisingly a lot of games now. Valve put a lot of effort into making as many games available on Linux as possible. Almost all of new releases are somewhat compatible, at least. By somewhat, I mean with minor tweaking, you'd be able to get it running. The only games that refuse to completely run are... Anti-cheats. Yeah, not just anti-cheats, intrusive anti-cheats. Like Destiny 2 refuses to run... Valorant isn't on Steam, but it refuses to run as well. And well, Valorant will never be supported on Linux. <laughs> Those type of applications yeah, yeah. will never. And that's good. That's good. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Don't encourage people to put uh, kernel level malware inside their games and get away with it. It's <laughs> that good. Uh, so that's also one of the benefits: security. Um, security? I know the argument- no, I. Kind of, right? Because not a lot of people target Linux because not a lot of people use Linux. So you are not going to get viruses because there aren't any viruses for you. Especially common ones. Yeah, there will be some and you can get viruses, especially you can get compromised if you listen to random people online and enter commands you don't understand. That's where you might ruin your system. Right? Just, just they, an FYI for anybody who's listening, if you type in sudo rm uh, slash, you'll get uh, unlimited RAM, just so you know. Or the fork bump. Like, fork, uh, bump. No. <laughs> fork bump is a funny one because it looks some kind of obscure uh, thing. It's like, wow, what is this doing? It's some weird command. And, it's actually a really simple one. It just abuses, bashes the syntax for you to basically run a function that loops itself. 
but yeah, it's my only concern for anyone switching to Linux would be applications. The rest I feel is easier on Linux. Even when something breaks, you at least know what broke. And if you search it, you might find a solution. On Windows, oh, that's the you worst get an thing error. Windows, yeah. yeah. You get an error inside. It tells nothing. Error 387. You search it in some Windows forum entry. They tell you to reboot your computer. Bro. Like three years ago, kind of. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, let me also join in on that discussion. So, yeah, gi- gigantic pain point is like. Uh, applications, especially like very, very um, close source applications. For example, any type of Adobe product. Um, but I also will mention that um, we all broke our Linux distros because of the fact that we didn't have enough discipline on like when to stop customizing or 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 uh, like when to stop like stop installing stuff and all that jazz. So that's also a kind of um, a thing that not a lot of newcomers consider to have discipline of not installing too much stuff and also stuff that may or may not uh, result in a kernel panic. <laughs> I'll have to say that don't have that discipline, please. Have fun. You don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to be careful, right? If you think some... Application looks fun, or some terminal application is fun. Install it, mess it around, break things. You can fix them later. Well, I I was the one who didn't got away with it. Uh, I was messing around with Fedora. I didn't install a lot of stuff to be honest, but I was getting a lot of kernel panics with no uh, like um, with no particular like pattern. Let's say. And at the end of it, it uh, it got it got so bad that I just completely removed it. So in some cases, yes, but in in many cases, you have to uh, like um, consider what you're installing. So again, sure, experiment, break stuff, but if it if your livelihood depends on it, just don't do it as much. Okay. Oh yeah, if you're work, if you're using that as a your. Work computer, don't don't test, don't don't even update on the, in the middle of the week, right? Don't don't do that. If if there is some chance, if there is some chance that your uh, working environment will change, not even break, change. You don't want to take the chances, right? Because it's your working True. environment needs to be stable. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Uh, I like how your first wor- words was, if 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 you if your livelihood depends on it, don't stop it, don't do it. <laughs> but yeah, um, but experimenting is a big part of like learning how to use Linux. Uh, so Becca, mm-hmm. a direct question to you. Uh-huh. Um, like after seeing all of the benefits and also. A lot of stuff that we've discussed, which are also some of the downfalls of Linux, mm-hmm. not not big big ones, but still. Yes. Um, what is the reason why you're not switching? Let me ask. I have uh, my personal <clears throat> reasons, which we can say it's more or less valid because of the fact of uh, 
the impossibility of using like Adobe products of on Linux. But what is your uh, main reason so right now? On that, no, I know your reasons, but for me, uh, uh, to be honest, I changed my mind. So uh, pretty soon, oh. pretty soon, I will go. I will, I think, install Mint as the Professor Morris told me. So yes. yeah, I will try Mint and I will try Linux distribution. So for me, really, I don't really care about playing games, uh, to be honest, because that will be my working uh, computer. So I uh, don't really care about that. So other than that, I think uh, just I, I want to learn new stuff. So when when I have, so that, that will be the best time for me to learn new new things. And just to experience yeah. and um, install new things. For example, first time is Mint, then will be Fedora, Fedora, Fedora or other things. It doesn't really matter. So, yeah, uh, I will uh, encourage everyone like who start to want to learn something new. Yeah, why not? Just feel new things, like install, learn, and it will be, it will be fun. I think it will be fun. So... Yeah. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> it, it it will more or less better your um, like development yes, skill as well. Yes. Because, yes. 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 Yeah. yeah so because um, I could not really install lots of stuff on Windows, it needed really different things to install to install just one thing. But uh, uh, for uh, on WSL, for example, I just uh, sudo apt install and. That that was that was it. So no, nothing really special or something. Just install, install, and that's it. Uh, maybe yeah, there it's... there are some things like that, but to install you need some different packages. But um, we will see. We will see. So yeah, <laughs> you'll you'll get there. Don't yeah, worry about it. I think yeah. Um. Okay, guys. Uh, we're we're already past the forty minute mark, so let's wrap it up. So, in summary, um, there's a lot of um great things to say about Linux. Not a lot of great things to say about Windows. Uh, the experiment, the experience, despite the memes and the um the like general knowledge of all Linux is hard to use. It's completely false, and if you give it a try, at least for give or take like two weeks, one one week on on your non-working environment to just test out the waters, like see the the like enjoy the excitement of like creating your own version of um, an operating system. That's generally what Linux encourages to like create your own things uh, to like. Uh, find a workflow, uh, workflow around it, and such and such. So, um, thank you everybody so, for in listening. Conclusion: Use BSD. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't Google that. <laughs> don't. Why stop. not? It's it's a completely perfect operating system. <laughs> we'll have a discussion for for those kind of uh, more obscure OSs later it's on. Not obscure. If I wanted obscure, uh, I would say to use Haiku OS. Oh, Haiku. Just learn LSP. LSP. <laughs> LSP. Okay. Um, okay, everybody. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody, who will listen. And uh, have a wonderful day. I, our holidays are already over. So, happy new year. And uh, 
Take care. Bye bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.